Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. I'm excited to have on Adam Geller. He is the CEO and founder of Edthena. And what I liked about this episode was that uh, Adam was on the ground level first. Uh, he was in Teach for America. I will let him tell that story. He does it better. Um, but once again, one of the things that we wanted to do uh, with this series, this five-part series from FETC, was to kind of find some people that were at the intersection of entrepreneurship and innovation ed. And so Adam was one of those persons that kind of popped up and, and really stood out. So really enjoyed this episode. But again, I really enjoyed the fact that he was an educator first, heard about some needs, saw some needs, and then decided to do something about it and designed a company around it. So for those reasons that I enjoy it. Also, if you want to get a hold of him or if you want to follow up, the uh, description in the podcast notes are there. I highly recommend that you take a look at his career and also what Edina has to offer. All right, without further ado, let's get to it. The one, the only, Adam Geller. All right, now we are joined by Adam Geller. He is the founder of Edthena, and I am excited to talk to him, both on his entrepreneurial journey and his education journey. Thank you, Adam, so much for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, so we started talking earlier, and I was like, yeah, let's stop talking, because we had such a unique perspective. This all-star, before we get into Edthena, I want to go into a little bit of your educational background. You participated in Teach for America, mm -hmm. and let's start there. Hey, what brought you to there? Uh, sure. So, I mean, I started as a classroom teacher teaching science in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, like a lot of people who get into teaching, you want to have a positive impact on students' lives and want to be the best teacher I could be. And the reality was is that there was no one with science expertise in my building who could come and observe me and give me feedback. Uh, my principal had not observed science teachers before uh, based on her uh, focus area prior to that building. And she was very honest about what she could help me with and what she couldn't. Uh, so I want to make sure I acknowledge it wasn't, it wasn't for lack of having a principal who cared or was right. interested. Um, it's just the reality of being in a school district that doesn't necessarily have all the human resources capacity that's needed to help teachers be successful. Um, and so uh, I was lucky though, I, I did end up meeting somebody at the local science museum and uh, became friends with him. He was a, a science educator and he was willing to help me plan lessons and let me borrow equipment. It was awesome. Uh, but one thing was always missing, right? I would go back to my classroom and implement some sophisticated lesson that was well beyond what I should be hitting at for a first year teacher. And, uh, you know, I'd be wondering, how did I do? Um, and it turns out, of course, I wasn't the only teacher out there wondering, you know, how am I doing? Because you need to actually have somebody see your implementation, give you feedback on the actual doing. Yeah. Um, so I think it was from that very first time in the classroom that I started thinking like, you know, this challenge of wanting to provide teachers feedback is not just a good idea, but it is the thing that, you know, the research says will help teachers move forward in their practice. Okay. And, and in also in your Teach for America days, you already had kind of an entrepreneurial slant already before all this, correct? Sure, sure. I mean, I, uh, I had definitely done things that now looking back on them, I think would be characterized as entrepreneurial. Uh, even when I was, uh, you know, starting in the classroom, I started an organization called Teach For Us. Uh, now it doesn't sound that revolutionary, uh, given the technology that's available today, but this was back in 2006. I created a 
community for bloggers to blog about their experiences in the classroom. Um, so, you know, started that organization and, um, you know, done other things over the years. Now, of course, I, I can look back on those things and say, oh, okay, I can see a little bit of a pattern here where I was uh, finding needs that existed and they needed solutions and it wasn't an obvious solution. So, I, I, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, I went out and created it. Yeah. No, I, I, A, I love that. So, as you started to grow as a teacher, you said you needed you needed some of that feedback, and um, I'm also going to assume that some people, some of the younger teachers you're with, may have not liked being observed sometimes anyway. Because I'm, um, I'm, I'm trying to like starting to like understand the like well, we can get into what Athena was or is, um, but like that is something that I, I've seen. Like some people get nervous on those first few visits, sure. the in-person visits, and we can get into what you sure. guys do. Well, there's something you know. There's something in between here. So I, I think you know, related to my time uh, in the classroom and in a building. Uh, you know, that first year I was in one building, but then I moved to a different building where the kind of staff culture uh, and people that were on staff and the support that was available was very different. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I would hope that. Uh, my former colleagues would respond positively to what I do now because I think that the mindsets that I bring to the work of Athena were were and are informed by those experiences in that school. Um, but after I left the classroom, uh, I joined the national strategy team of Teach for America. And uh, in that role, I was focused on developing um, some technical and technology systems that worked across different contexts, uh, not just different districts, but different states. Uh, and it was in that role that I started to understand the broader context of what was happening in education. And I also started to realize that that challenge I had experienced in my first year of teaching wasn't just the thing that happened to me in my one classroom, in my one school district, but is actually a structural challenge in education. That the best way to help teachers get better at teaching is through direct feedback on their actual teaching. And the thing holding us all back from making that happen is that it's really resource intensive. You have to have a lot of people in the right time, in the right places, in order to provide that support. So that was a challenge for me in my first year. It was a challenge that we were working on, on that team at Teach for America, but it's a challenge that every school district and school of education faces. Right, and, and so now we can get into like, all, all these things that you saw, the things you witnessed even in your Teach for America and on, on your focus, I guess then led to Athena, and so let's get into sure. what Athena is. Yeah, so, uh, so Athena is a video coaching platform that's right. focused on teacher professional learning. Uh, so rather than the coach or the colleague needing to physically come into the classroom, the teacher can record himself or herself, upload the video, and then share it to the colleague for timestamp feedback. Right. So for somebody outside of education, I usually, the shorthand version would be saying, it's like play-by-play -play analysis, but for videos of teaching. And as I started to take a look at, at the product, like you said, there's that timestamp thing that when you start looking for markers, mm -hmm. uh, how how would the reviewer or like, you know, how did you guys optimize some of that feedback and how could they scrub through and start looking for the highs and lows and what they needed to improve on? Yeah, so uh, the design of the platform that we have and people know us for now isn't the first version of Edthina. We did have, uh, you know, a beta version before that. The, the, you know, the first version that we had, I, I joke it was the marker and duct tape version. Um, it, was a, it was a little better than that. Uh, but we were able to utilize that for uh, almost two academic years in practice, but about, you know, 
a year and a half in, started designing what we know as today as Adthena. And so I think it was the ability to you know, learn what was important from real educators uh, and not depend on what I thought might be useful uh, in order to build the tools that we have. And so one of the key things that is uh, true about the Athena experience is that when you do stop the video at a specific moment in time, you're prompted to categorize your comment as one of four specific comment types. Question, suggestion, strength, and note. Uh, and we developed those categories through collaboration with researchers. Uh, so I want to acknowledge that, that partnership that we had uh, and influence that they had on us. Um, but adding that extra information to every comment means that you know, when you go back four months from now, five months from now, and you want to say, you know, where are all those videos where there was a you know, real high point about checks for understanding in, in some of my lessons or right. some of the lessons of my team? You can actually answer that question using the data that's inside Athena in order to make all those videos and all that commenting, you know, useful and usable. Yeah, I mean, I was, when I was looking through and I, I saw that it doesn't have to just be read, you know, it's, it's both, like you said, the strengths, the notes, the suggestions, um, because I, I know that when I was in my first couple years of teaching, immediately when I was observed, I was nervous. Mm. And... It was, you know, I got a lot of handwritten notes on, you know, a couple days later, but in some cases I didn't know what they were talking about. Or right. I said that, or are you sure I said that? So I, I think that's the, the neat thing about the video component that I liked. But then also when you showed me basically just the way, like it had a timeline of the highs and lows and some of the notes and like, well, okay, you marked it here and like, okay, this is when you're at your best and this is when you could have used improvement or this is when you could have circled back and, you know, that to me visually gave me uh, like some insight onto, okay, you know, or heck, even Dan Pink, you know, was our, the keynote today. He started talking about the troughs and the lulls and, you know, you start off high, you go low, you kind of settle in and normally at the end you kind of peak just knowing that ahead of time helps, but then also seeing that on the timeline of like, when are you your best and when do you need to prove? I, I think that's so important because, you know, teachers get into a lull too, and but yet they can see this and start, start like picking up on patterns. Like, you know what? During the middle of the period, I fall off or my students aren't engaged or something like that, you know, that's factor. I think that's what I liked. Um, well, you know, the key thing here that I really want to highlight though, that you're kind of hitting on, and, and, you know, you're kind of speaking in this voice as the teacher, you know, I, uh, the teacher is seeing himself, the teacher is seeing herself. And that's really the magic of giving this type of tool set to a teacher, right? When yeah. you put them in the driver's seat to record themselves, yeah. right? You're no longer coming in to do observation to them. They're not having that experience that you described before as that early career teacher. Instead of having observation done to them, they're engaging in a collaborative observation process right. where they get to observe themselves. And there's so much power in that, right? We live in a world where uh, we have such easy access to recording and taking pictures, you know, it's everywhere, right? We, we right. think of it as so common and yet we don't have the tool sets that really uh, encourage and spur us to do that self-reflection. So we've tried to develop those tools to make it technically easy, but also valuable from a process perspective. Yeah, let me ask you about that. So like, like are you encouraging your, your users to record whenever you feel like it? Or you're encouraging like the administrators, like you go up and set up the camera kind of thing, or you're mm -hmm. the device, like, 
how, like, what have you guys seen? Are, are teachers setting like they're recording several of these and then they're choosing the one they want to send to their administrator the most? Or is this kind of the administrator, I'm going to choose when to record kind of thing? So, um, you know, I think in some ways we, we remain agnostic when people right. ask us our yeah, opinion. Yeah, just like, like, well, yeah what, yeah, what have you seen the most of? Yeah, I mean, uh, video is most successful when you don't do video to a teacher. Uh-huh. That's what I always That's say. Don't do yep. video to a teacher. Yeah. Let them record themselves and make video a central part Mm-hmm. of their learning process, yep. right? Having the evidence of practice rather than the anecdote of what happened, Absolutely. that's really what the game changer Absolutely. here is. So uh, there's another thing you mentioned, though, uh, which I want to kind of um, highlight, which is this idea that you know teachers could record multiple episodes yes. and quote-unquote pick the best one. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, uh, the research says that no matter how many times teachers record themselves, it's not gonna change the observer's bias or ability to understand what's happening in the classroom. So yeah. there's no like, pick the best, I'm gonna pretend I'm a better teacher than I am or try and show you who I'm not. That just, it's, it's just not really possible, right? It's like the whole myth of the dog and pony show, right? The, the funniest uh, superintendent I know about that, she's like, I wanna see your dog and pony show yeah. because if that's what you think is perfect, then fine, show it to me, right? right, right. So that's the first thing. Uh, the research says that when teachers watch themselves and pick a video, it doesn't change the outcome. Mm. Uh, and the other piece here, now I'm realizing I've totally forgot what my second point was. So it, it probably was great, but now I've totally forgotten it. We, I, it was that engaging story. No, well, the other thing I was thinking of is like, when I, when I was a middle school English teacher, I taught seven sections of the same thing. And the, like every now and then some of the students, like I had a student helper that was in my class in period one, and then like, would be helping period seven because he was on study hall and he's like i remember him says like you were way more energetic this morning and like i mean that was i mean this was 1998 so we weren't doing video feedback but even getting feedback from student like the differences in your delivery throughout the day i think or or like god forbid i would just want to record as much as possible because every now and then at minimum just for some of those magic moments that you're like, I've got that archived. When that student said that thing that it made everybody go, whoa. Uh, having that, just archived. Oh yeah, and you know, especially if you're uh, a middle school or high school teacher and you have one or two preps, you know, first period is a lot different than second period, yeah, even buddy. if they're the same subject, yeah. right? I mean, I don't wanna say I felt bad for my students in first period, but I didn't feel as good for them as I did in my students in third period, because it was my third go around, right? I mean, I think that reality is true for teachers, and um, one of the benefits of using video to understand how you're doing in the classroom is that it actually gives you the ability to compare, right? You could compare two moments within the same lesson, but you could also compare the same moment across multiple lessons, and understand and start to actually really dig into What's the same and what's the difference and what's the underlying cause? Because it may be that you're less energetic in the morning and you need an extra shot of coffee, or it may be that you're not as well prepared as you've convinced yourself that you are and you're using that first period to really work out all the Uh kinks that you could have really thought about before. That you can confront that reality when you have the real evidence, right? You can't, you know, when you're looking at that video, uh, you can't keep misleading yourself because the video it doesn't have an opinion it's right. just the facts well and i also like just and i don't know if this is your average user but like i was i am still one of those rare persons that i like criticism i've always liked feedback um always some 
find it intimidating, and I understand why. I like this as an option, though, of just you uploading, like you uploading the one you want, but recording yourself as often as you can. Because then you, like you said, it's you don't notice the camera there. That you're gonna record, and like you get to choose your favorite one. Um, but you having the time just to go back and say, "Dude, I mailed it in on period one." If I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like I wasn't prepared today. Of course, period three, I was good. I'd done it two other times. I like the 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 ability to go back. It, it, ironically enough, is one of my favorite things. My so my sister was a teacher. My dad was a teacher. The last thing I thought I was gonna be was a teacher because I didn't. I wanted to do something different. So I went to college, my parents paid for it all. Three years of not being in education. I'll, I'm not gonna poop on the career I was in, but I, when I told him like, hey, I, like, I had the family bug, I'm like, hey dad, I'm gonna go back and be a teacher. I didn't know what he was gonna say, and I didn't want him to pay for my college. I was like, you already did the first go round. But what he said was a lot like we're talking here. He said, look, I don't care if you teach for the next 20 years, just don't teach one year 20 times. And that stuck with me because he more or less said, like stick with what's good, but change it around. And what sucks, throw it out. And here we are talking about within the day or within the semester, don't do it the same way. Start looking at yourself, start giving yourself honest feedback. Whether it's your, whether it's your administrator encouraging you to do it or not, just self-reflection is so important. Because I remember my first year in 1990, whatever, I kept a running log. That is my most sacred thing. There's, there's five things that I would run into a burning building other than family stuff. But the first running daily log I had on my first year of teaching is the most valuable thing in my education career. I could only imagine having a really good archived set of that day when the kid raised his hand and made everybody on notice. Or the day where all of a sudden the whole class really understood Stairway to Heaven and <laughs> understood the metaphors in this song. Like, that's priceless. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of benefit to being able to see how you're getting better, you yeah. know? And, and it's not about being great right now. It's right. just about answering the question, am I continuously increasing my effectiveness? Because, I mean, look, no teacher gets into education with the mindset, kind of like what your dad was warning you against. Nobody goes into education thinking, I want to be stale. I want to provide old stuff. I want to hurt these kids and set them up for less opportunity in their right. life. Right. But what happens is, is that, you know, the reality is that teachers are people and yeah. those people for a variety of different reasons may lose their energy to do that work around continually increasing effectiveness. Right. And there are a lot of contributing right. factors, right. but I'll tell you what, I don't believe any of it is about their opinion for the students right. and what their intentions are for the students. And what's powerful about video is it gives all teachers, no matter where they are in their career, the ability to access something about what they are doing and take an objective lens and still work on improving it. And that was, it reminds me, I know now what I was gonna say earlier, which is, the second piece about video is that even when you watch yourself and even if you don't ever end up showing it to anyone else, the research also confirms that you will get better watching yeah. yourself on video. Yep. Uh, and so truly this practice is not just a good idea or not just a makes sense. This is more than three decades of research backing up what we do. It is the big pillar that teachers get better when they watch themselves on video. Yep. 
Teachers get better when they watch each other on video, yep. and teachers get better when they work in what the academics call a networked improvement community, mm -hmm. and what you and I would probably call a social network. And yep. so what we've tried to do with Athena is build that space that is the, the intersection between everything defaults to private, yep. but everything is easy yep. enough to put into my groups and share with my colleagues when appropriate. Yeah, we obviously we talked about that off air and I'm excited about that. And I, I, I think two things hit me. Number one, I think when, when all of a sudden people do have it, they do want to showcase it. Um, and then secondly, like most other industries, like, like, I, like what golf player doesn't analyze the swing? What what NBA player doesn't analyze the shot? What you know? I like it's it's if you are serious about your craft, you have to break it down and you have to take a look. So I I, I like that. And, and then and then quite frankly, and, and you know one of the reasons why when we first started talking, the reason why I wanted you on the show, um, this really this podcast has always stood for education and entrepreneurialism, and entrepreneurs solve small problems. And I like the fact that you started in education. Uh, not just in ed tech, but as a teacher, and you saw issues, and you saw a problem, and you're like, you know what? I think here's my here's my take, and here's my solution. So, for that, I really enjoy that. But also the fact that you're providing an opportunity for people to be better, and in a in a in an interesting and in what could be a valuable way, and, and they're archiving some of their best lessons and their best day. Uh, I I you know whoever's using your users, I hope they do. I hope they use it as just that a darn near a not only a self-improvement tool but as a you'll really appreciate this when you're 40 and 50 years oh, old yeah, yeah yeah i mean the idea of seeing how far you've come uh yeah. you know i know to say that now but i learned it from a teacher that was a user of edthena and it was at the end of his first year and i asked him you know like how did this help you? What was the difference or whatever? And he's he's the one that told me. He's like, yeah, you know, I could watch those videos anytime and see something else to change tomorrow. Right. But I could also, when I'm struggling, look at those videos and understand how far I've come. Yeah. That is huge, yeah. right? Because uh, it allows you to start celebrating yourself yep. and recognizing the greatness that you can bring to the profession and to the class, the, the craft and the classroom, right? I mean, if if you're someone who, for whatever reason, doesn't think you have something to offer, then maybe you need to be in a different profession. But right. those are not the teachers I know. The teachers I know are the ones that are there for all the right reasons. Yeah. And we want to give them tools that help them amplify all of their greatness, right. celebrate it, share it, and keep working on the things that get them to the next step in the road. Awesome. It's Adam Geller. You places they should find you. Uh, yeah, so you can find out more about Edthena at edthena.com. That's e d t h e n a dot com. And uh, also, if you're interested in learning more about how to implement video within professional learning, I authored a book called Evidence of Practice playbook for video powered professional learning, and that is available at all your favorite online retailers that sell books. Awesome. Well, Adam, again, the fact that you started and, and are growing this and are helping educators be better, uh, hats off to you. Continued success, and uh, I, I hope to connect in the future. Thanks so much for having me. All right.